You're stupid too as I You're stupid too as I You'll never live You'll never die You're stupid too as I Welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast The daily podcast where we analyze the movie Better Off Dead Two dollars at a time I'm Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential And I'm Curtis Blaze from thestacknews.com Today, we're breaking down Minute 22, which starts with Lane waking up to find a note on his head and ends with Lane opening the front door to find Johnny the Paperboy standing on the step. Hit me with that glorious minuteage, Jason! Absolutely. In the previous minute, Lane fell asleep and dreamt about the first time that he and Beth met, waking up to find a note from Mom stuck to his forehead, reminding him to feed the cat. As the minute opens, Lane snatches the note off his forehead and reads it. At 21 minutes and 5 seconds, we cut to Lane walking across the kitchen floor, muttering to himself and trying to make sense of Beth dumping him. At 21 minutes and 11 seconds, Lane gets the cat food out of the cupboard. The box has a coupon cut out from the side and leaks all the way over to the food bowl. At 21 minutes and 22 seconds, still talking to himself about the breakup, Lane sits down to the table and begins to pour the cat food into a bowl, then fills the bowl with milk as if it is cereal. At 21 minutes and 42 seconds, Lane is stopped from taking a bite of the milk-drenched cat food by the doorbell ringing. He gets up and leaves the table, convinced that it is Beth at the door. At 21 minutes and 47 seconds, Lane opens the door to find the paper boy standing on the step. And so the minute ends. Four weeks, 20 papers. That's two dollars plus tip. And that's it. That's all I've got for this minute. <laughs> yeah, we're just jerking your chain. This is the minute we've been waiting for. After we got done waiting for the first race, of course. Yes. And the second race. And the picnic scene. <laughs> and the first suicide attempt. Maybe the most quoted line in the movie. Oh, yeah. That's how you know who's initiated and who's not. If they hit you with the $2. I love it when someone has to pay me $2. Especially if it's for something, like I've sold them some photos. Because <laughs> I use this. I'll be like, that's two 8x10s. $35. Cash. Plus tip. <laughs> Didn't ask for a dime. <laughs> hey, now, you're getting ahead of the minute. Oops. <laughs> Time traveling again. For fans of The Obscure, I note that the cat chow... Is Purina Cat Chow original blend? What coupon could Badger have possibly needed on the Cat Chow box that he had to cut it off prior to use? Because this is a full Cat, cat Chow box. In fact, does Lane even open it? No. No, he just pours it straight from the hole. Yeah, but he doesn't pour it from the hole. It, it falls out the side. Nothing, not a single morsel of Cat Chow original blend goes into the bowl you know that thing where you poke your thumb in and then peel back in order to get a hole open in the uh in the in the pet chow mix or macaroni and cheese box or whatever Uh that box style doesn't do that here (laughs) the stuff is falling out of the hole where the coupon was yeah nothing in the bowl i wonder if he actually was getting like a cat toy for the cat you know i can't imagine badger Caring about, caring the, about cat. the cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a little psychopath. There's no way. What would you get from a cat chow box that would help you 
build something or accomplish something. Or maybe, maybe it's a catnip toy to give to the cat so the cat won't bother him. You might be onto something there. What if it's catnip, but he's figured out a way to use catnip to date rape trashy women? <laughs> we haven't hit the minute yet where he's, he's got the how to date trashy women book. No, we, we haven't. No, we haven't. This could be a foreshadowing of that. The scene we're not seeing is the one where, oh, wait a minute, because the book hasn't come yet. The book hasn't arrived yet. Right. So at this point, so, so no. Then, then it wouldn't be him getting catnip from the side of the box in order to uh, turn it into a date rape drug. Yeah, the last time we saw him, he was uh, building the laser. What if none of the coupons are being cut off by Badger and they're all mom in a fugue state? Not remembering it later on. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> in a homemaking frenzy. Blaming it on Badger. Well, blaming it on Badger because from her point of view, she doesn't know she's doing it. Yeah. That would explain why there's a coupon missing from the cat chow box. She's just cutting coupons. Yeah, doing the mom thing, cutting the coupons. Yeah, but Badger ends up with some of the toys from the side of, of the boxes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to be able to solve this mystery today. <laughs> but how about that wallpaper? <laughs> what do you think? Bats or flowers? Uh, looks like leaves to me. They're black leaves. <laughs> they're gothic leaves. <laughs> or maybe they're Rorschach blots. Oh, and by the way, according to the setup of the scene, Lane walks in, gets the cat chow, pours it in the box, sit down and pours the milk. But he didn't get the milk out. The milk has just been sitting out since whenever Jenny and Dad left. Yeah. And Badger. So it's possibly room temperature by now. Has milk technology improved in the last 30 years? It must have. Or by improved, I mean now they put some sort of genetically modified chemical something in the milk to keep it good for longer. Like super uh, preservatives? Well, okay, in my household, the due date on the milk isn't a suggestion, it's a rule. And I learned this because back in the 80s, when milk hit the due date, it tasted terrible. <laughs> I don't know what it was about the night. I don't know what it is about midnight on the date that it's due. But at midnight, the milk goes from, eh, not too bad, to, Ugh. <laughs> And that seems like it was especially true in the 80s. Yeah. And it, even though it's supposed to be good for a week after. Was that a rule, though, 30 years ago? Hmm. A rule in recent memory. I don't know how recent the memory is. But yeah, everybody's had that experience where you're thinking the milk is still good, but you got like the cottage cheese cube at the bottom. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> it was coming home after a trip, you know, so. Oh, I've always been way too much of a germ-phobe. I carry that to this day. It drives my wife nuts. <laughs> I'm like, this milk is due tomorrow. Are you going to drink it? If you're not going to drink it, I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> and if anything touches the counter, if a tomato touches the counter, I'm like, oh, wash it, wash it. <laughs> I wasn't rocking the on the day of dew milk at any time in my life. I've never experienced the gelatinous milk cube <laughs> effect. Although maybe I did once and I'm repressing it. And that's why I'm so feel so strongly about it now. Could be. Join us tomorrow for minute two of Sour Milk Talk. <laughs> now wait just one darn second. Jason, look at that. In the next scene at 
what minute are we on? <laughs> at 22, at 21 minutes and 22 seconds, look at that box. There is no space where a coupon would have been. And in fact, the words are cut halfway off of whatever sentence is at the bottom there. Yeah. I wish I had this on Blu-ray. I'll note that Lane is a vitamin D man in the milk department. Truly a man of taste and class. <laughs> so we get a classic tease. Lane has the bowl of milk-soaked cat food in his hand. And he's preparing to take a bite. A great big bite. It's so close to his lips. And then he pauses, says something else. And then he's going back in to finish the bite when the doorbell rings. Have you ever been in a headspace like this? What Lane's in right now about a girl? Similar to, but not quite, uh, not quite that out of it. <laughs> yeah, I've never poured a bowl of cat food. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I wasn't taking that into account. Yeah. What I mean is... Being that preoccupied? Being that preoccupied. Oh, definitely. Where everything was somehow related to the relationship. And everything becomes this like big riddle. Yeah, I definitely feel his pain. Because what Lane's going through, yeah, it's fun and it's funny, but we've also all been dumped or experienced that thing where we couldn't have the relationship that we wanted, either anymore or at all. Further evidence, I think, that this movie is somewhat autobiographical. Oh, yeah. I mean, added to the evidence that Savage Steve said it was. <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about that time that the Fonz told him to make this movie because it's hysterical? Yes. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah. Back in minute something. Yeah. And he said, it wasn't meant to be funny. It's my life. You know, maybe that's why he stopped making movies. Maybe he just ran out of horrible things that happened to him. Yeah. His life got too good. And he's like, oh, I'll make some cartoons for the kids. But suddenly for adults. Yeah. It's like comedians that get married and they lose their edge. You know? I don't think Bill Cosby lost his edge when he got married. <laughs> oh, the cause. What, too soon? <laughs> Johnny the paper boy. What do you call him? Johnny the, the malicious? The sinister paper boy. Listed as Johnny Gasparini at IMDb. Played by Demian? Demian, possibly Damien. Slade. So even his real name is demonic. He's known, of course, for Better Off Dead. Second Chance... Which is what? I've never heard of the show. Have you? No. Nope. From 1987 to 88. Back to the Beach is Bobby. Wait a second. Okay, so two years later. Yeah. Back to the Beach. A movie that was strangely hit amongst my friends. Did you ever watch it? Oh, yeah. I remember it. I don't know why we liked it, but it was just... Because it, it just, had... I, because what? what? Because it had Pee Wee in it, maybe? <laughs> or... I don't know. We were 16. You You must have been 14. Yeah. Well, having seen it before I'd ever actually seen a beach party movie. I think that might be what it was. Like, there was just this lore about beach party movies, and they made a new one. Yeah, it's, it was like just so far beyond your ken that you're just like, wow. You know? Because <laughs> beach party movies are pretty much off the charts when it comes to wackiness. You know, to the point of surrealism. Well, you know, for people that are fans of this guy, and, and who isn't? I mean, is there a more... But for, let's call them B-tier movies, is there a more iconic role than Johnny, <laughs> the paper boy? Almost everybody in the entire world, even people that don't know the movie, know about this guy. They quote him, $2. Even when they don't understand the context, 
Yeah, it's kind of like how people know the twist to Psycho, even though they haven't seen it. It's just part of the, the fabric of culture. Part of the zeitgeist. Well, this guy sits squarely in the middle of it. Still working to this day, by the way. As recently as I say to this day, and what I mean is as recently as four years ago. <laughs> Shorts, yeah. Working in a lot of short movies that he has written. Nice. Well, that's all there is to it. We need to have... Oh, okay, so the shorts that he writes are called Untreated, and we need to see these movies. That's all there is to it. Yeah, where would we find those? Something, something, internet, something, something. (laughs) Dot org. (laughs) This is the setup for the menace for the rest of the movie. We don't get to see the comb in this minute. (laughs) Sadly, that has been reserved for the future. Do you think you watched a lot of Clint Eastwood movies before he did this role? I'd like to know who, he's, who uh, he modeled the character after. I'll do respect to the actor. I'll bet it was Holland's direction and not him basing it on Clint Eastwood. There seems to be too much unity of vision in this movie for it to be actors and actresses making a bunch of individual choices. Or maybe perhaps it was a pure collaborative effort. Holland had something written the actors and actresses came in with interpretations and it all came together organically. I mean, obviously I've just said it could be A or B. Yeah. (laughs) I've got the feeling that based on interviews with John Cusack that said the film wasn't what he thought it would be, that probably most of what happens in the film is a directorial decision. How things are played, how things are put together... Yeah, and we've uh, talked before about Holland's attention to detail. Which is tremendous. Definitely, yeah. Because thinking, you know, Demon was 13 when he made this movie. Yeah, I I wouldn't even know if Eastwood would be his frame of reference. But for some reason, I just think of, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly when I see him for some reason. It's because he's wearing a poncho, basically. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the paperboy poncho. That's what's doing it for you. That's why you're thinking Eastwood. <laughs> he just needs the uh, little cigar. The cigarillo. Cigarillo, yeah. Sticking out the side of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't look out of place. <laughs> I mean, you're right about that. It wouldn't yeah. look out of place. Yeah. And it's a really good performance for, like, a kid actor. You know, because, you know, some kid actors are really iffy. Although, there there is one line reading that, he gives that is hilariously flat. Which one? Uh, it happens later. Uh, should I mention it? Uh, it's when he's falling off the cliff. The ah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, okay. It's a, it's I don't a, remember it. We'll we'll talk about it when it comes up. Yeah. But it sounds like he's literally reading it off the page. Ah. Uh, he falls off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really, I just have to sit down and watch this movie once. <laughs> no fair. I don't get these future references. <laughs> Jason, that's all I've got for this one. Do you have anything? Nope. Well, all right then. Let's call it a day. I dub thee a day. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to Minute 22. Yes. Uh, leave us a voicemail. We really want to hear from you. 712-830-7373. Give us five-star ratings at iTunes. Don't forget Twitter. Retweet us. Tweet, tweet. And join us tomorrow, Wednesday, for Minute 23. Until then, I'm Curtis. And I'm Jason. 
Good night.